I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Christine Isley Farmer, and we're going to talk about her first book in her new series, Finding My Yip. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. How did this book come about? Well, this book came about, it started a couple of summers ago when I was not teaching at the university from which I am now retired, and I had some free time. I've been, a, I've been a hobby writer for a long time, mostly poetry, but I decided I would sit down and write a story. And uh, I own a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, this spa and this is the third Cavalier I've owned. And I just love the breed, and I love the whole idea of pairing a dog with a child. I grew mm -hmm. up with dogs and cats, but I especially love my dogs. So, um, and my background is singing and teaching voice. I read that. So, so uh, the whole idea was to bring in music in the story because I feel like that's, an, I'm an expert in that field or of a sort in that field. Um, and I decided that I thought it would be a good story to tell about a dog who is born into a litter of puppies who can't yip and a little girl who has suffered a traumatic experience in her life and she's developed a stutter or a worse stutter. She had a little bit of stutter in my mind okay. uh, beforehand, but the, the traumatic experience of losing her parents and moving to live with her grandmother in a new town where she has to make new friends and go to a new school uh, exacerbated that stutter. It's really an incredible story you came up with. <laughs> well, thank you. I enjoyed writing it. It was challenging because uh, when you write a story for a stuttering child, you have to be able to write the stutter too. So <laughs> did you have a stutter as a child or did you know somebody with a stutter? I did not have a stutter as a child, but I will tell you that um, I have somewhat of a phobia of speaking in a large crowd. Sure. And when I do speak in a large crowd, I tend to stutter and you uh, not stutter, but stammer. Yes. So today you may hear me stammer um, once in a while because I don't know you. You're a new person to me. Sure. I'm new to you. So that bring, I, that happens sometimes when my nerves are heightened. Me too. But, um, it's common. I, yeah. Never, never in singing. And even when I was speaking dialogue on stage, I was a different person. I was in a character. So I never stammered or stuttered on the stage. What, I want to back up. What was your uh, professional background before doing this? I know you're a professional singer. Yes, professional classical singer. Uh, I sang mostly in uh, opera, operetta. I did some musical theater, but not much. I started out, uh, well, starting to pursue my career. Of course, I had a, degree, master, a bachelor's and a master's degree in music, vocal performance. And I moved to New York City uh, where I did like a lot of singers do, which is you uh, find jobs working and I did, start, I did different things. I worked in a music store for a while. Uh, I worked as a receptionist at a school for gifted children in Brooklyn Heights. Um, I, did, I even worked temp jobs because I needed time to take voice lessons, take acting lessons, ballet, and, and coachings. 
so, uh, you know, it, it takes a while to build yourself up. Yeah. Uh, you have to go and audition. So you have to have time to audition as well. But mm-hmm. I gradually started getting jobs. It's great. Uh, jobs with regional opera companies uh, throughout the United States. I decided uh, the l- last year I was in New York, I got, I auditioned for the New York, now the New York's opera, New York City Opera, which has gone defunct now. But I auditioned for them and actually they said, are you sure you want this? But we'll offer you in a job in the chorus. And I took it because it was a good salary and I wanted to save that money and go to Europe and audition. So that's what I did. And I lucked up. I got the first job I auditioned for in Europe. You have to sing for an agent there, and then the agent sends you around. And okay. I ended up in Innsbruck, Austria. Everybody knows that's the Olympic city. It's just beautiful. And I lucked up and got the first job I auditioned for. Amazing. So uh, I stayed there for a while. And then I also guested in England and Ireland. I came back to the United States and sang. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was this, that was how my professional singing career went and then my father became ill I came back to the United States and ended up get taking a, pe- a teaching job for two years at the university where I was an alum and I taught there for two years and then I came and have been in Tennessee for the rest of my singing teaching career. Wonderful where in Tennessee are you? I'm in Murfreesboro Tennessee which is outside of Nashville. Okay. And the school I taught at is Middle Tennessee State University. A very good friend of mine, um, actually, who I created the show in honor of, was from Memphis. Oh, and uh, was she working in, was she teaching or working? No, well, she, um, she, I think she went to the University of Memphis, and which I think she was born, she was born in Florida, grew up in Memphis, and at one point worked for FedEx. Oh, okay. That was that uh, FedEx is a center for uh, uh, is a center. Memphis is a center for FedEx. I get it. <laughs> it's like the main uh, corporate headquarters for it, or something. Right. Yeah. I always think of that. I always think of that when I think of the movie Castaway. Oh. Because that's was that where the movie was based? I think that was oh. I, I, when he went, he flew to the center. That was Memphis. And then oh, he took was. the flight mm-hmm. that um, that crashed. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he was a castaway for quite a I while. See. Yeah. Did you paint that picture behind you? No, my husband painted that. Oh, this is the, this is a picture of my second Cavalier, Trevor. And my husband is, I call him a Renaissance man because he loves to sing. He loves to paint. Uh, he, he's written, he writes, uh, he learned to fly a plane. He owned his own plane. <laughs> wow. He is, uh, but he calls himself an amateur at this, you know, he just, and I said something to somebody yeah. about him being an amateur artist said, that doesn't look like an amateur. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Most of us could not even come close to that. So bravo to him. I certainly couldn't. No. I have to paint by numbers. Pretty much. Exactly. I, I think I'm good at finger painting. That's about it. <laughs> what else would you like people to know about the book? Um, well, you know, you ask me, you ask me about the book, and I would like to tell you one of the one of the reasons I wrote the book 
is because I thought it was important for children who have disabilities to be mirrored in a story where there's a child who is disabled and has to figure out a way to do what she wants to do, which is her passion to sing like her grandmother. Her grandmother plays the piano and sings as a music teacher. Mm -hmm. And the child, Chloe, is nine years old and she is creative. She writes her own poetry, uh, but because of her stutter, she whispers in her puppy's ear, I wish I could sing like Nana. And uh, bringing together a story with a, where a puppy cannot yip and a child who wants to be able to sing like her Nana is a strong bond. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to write a story which shows the bond between a child and her pet. I love that. You know, and it, she confides in her, her dog uh, things that she probably, her, 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 her grandmother intuits that she, you know, she does tell her grandmother things, but her grandmother is intuitive as well. But as you might know from your childhood, I know from my childhood, I talk to my dogs and cats all the time. Mm-hmm. And I told them things that I would not tell my parents. And I showed them emotions that I wouldn't show my parents. Sure. And there's such a level of comfort. I'm sure while you were talking, if you were a stutterer when you were younger, you probably wouldn't be stuttering talking to your pet. When we're, when we're on the spot, we tend to right. stammer and stutter and get nervous right. and shake and yeah. Well, she does stutter when she talks to him because uh, she's upset a lot. Oh. I mean, when the emotions, she may not sound what she, when I write the word, it write the words that she says or the sentences, they, they read like sentences with stuttering in them. Mm-hmm. But underneath all of that is the emotion of what she's going through. Yes. And, um, and her grandmother, uh, you know, tells her, that she'll send her to a speech therapist. You know, she, she knows that she needs some help mm-hmm. uh, through speech therapy. And throughout the books, I mean, she's still dealing with, in the chapter series, she's still uh, dealing with growing her confidence and dealing with her stutter, but she also has the help of the speech therapist too. And so this is the second book in the series? No, this is the first one. This is the first one. This is a launch one. The second one is ready as far as it's been edited, but um, the illustrator hasn't gotten to work on the illustrations yet. Uh, it will. I'm hoping that it will release next fall in October. Great. I and it's a mystery. It's a mystery. It involves the same characters, but it's a mystery. And I made it a mystery because I remember as a child reading mysteries and loving them. So I think children, and I mean, I have in my own library, children's books that are mysteries. (laughs) I love that. Any advice for people that are writers right now that are kind of struggling creatively? Oh my goodness. Well, um, of course, this is a strange time that we're living in because we can't go somewhere usually. I started out with, when I was writing, uh, attending a library group here locally, where we shared our poems and stories and novels. Uh, you know, you'd read, you read uh, 
a certain number of pages or a certain number of poems and you would get feedback from the other writers in the group. So I started out that way. Now, uh, there may be groups like that that are meeting virtually. So I would say starting out as a writer, trying to grow your confidence, that would be a really good thing to do. Good idea. The other thing that I did was I attended writers conferences because I felt it was, although I had had a singing career and an academic career writing articles for in my area, that was different than working with a book that it requires imagination yes. <laughs> and your own story. It's not factual. It's so I went to writers conferences and met people who were writing and were presenters and talked with them, talked to other writers who right, were yeah. in conferences with me. So I think that's a great way uh, to get started. And, you know, with writing, I think a writer will guilt trip him or herself a lot if she doesn't or he, she doesn't write every day. And, you know, inspiration doesn't always come when you ask it to. Sometimes you have to mull it over, think about it. And for me, I like, I think you have to find what you enjoy doing. Like I like to walk. I'm a hiker and a me walker. Too. So you are too. So a lot of times I go outside and I walk and I'll get ideas for poems or I'm thinking about a story and a, a particular storyline. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm, I feel like I'm uh, dammed up here. I, I can't get through that dam that's built. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just getting away and not thinking about it, but being outside stimulates because it's in the back of your mind anyway, stimulates right. you and you will say, oh, I've got an idea now. Yes. So uh, those are things that I can recommend for writers to do. I think that writers write different ways. I was saying that I heard an NPR interview once where a writer was talking about there are two types of writers. There are architects that build up from the foundation and they build up and they've got the whole scheme of the building. They've got their whole floor plan, <clears throat> so to speak, or building plan in sight uh, before they write. But then there are others that are gardeners and I'm a gardener. Yes. Me I like to throw the seeds out in the yard and just yes. let them grow. <laughs> yes. I kind of go like this. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you get surprised. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got a story in mind, but how does it go forward? Exactly. Or and some people, and, and I think both work. I think so. And I think you should be open to different ways of doing it. Like I also was envisioning having a blank canvas and taking different colors of paint and just throwing it at the canvas and seeing what shapes evolve and then uh -huh. going with that and using your imagination to kind of create something. That's how That's I create. Great. That's great. So you do, you actually do that with paint. No, I would, but that, that. Oh, you would. Okay. I, right. I like that process. Like I actually want to get a big canvas and do that because I like <laughs> the unexpected, the not planning. Uh -huh. Yes. And you never know where you're going to get inspired. I've come up with screenplay ideas on my morning walk or seeing somebody with some, something, a dog, a duck mm -hmm. in the road, you know, being in an airport back in the day, yeah. you know. Yes. It can happen anywhere, can't it? Mm -hmm. Yes. But right now, it's you're not. I'm not going a lot of places right now. Yeah. Uh, so I have to limit myself where I go because 
I'm not totally vaccinated yet. I get my second one uh, this Friday. Good. <laughs> I'm Great. glad this interview came up before I got that shot because so many people are having reactions to it. So I know the second shot. I know. Well, give um, listeners an idea of where they can find you in your book. Okay, you can go to my website, which is www.goodreadsbychristine.com. And there are buttons there. So you can hit on those buttons and it's available on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble. Um, It's also indie books and bookshop for those who like to shop independently, uh, Mm -hmm. independent stores. So it's uh, available there. Also, if they're interested, they can sign up uh, to receive emails, newsletters from me if they're wanting to know, if they're writers and they're wanting to know more about my process or how I'm doing because I'm a novice writer in fiction and in children's books. So I'm just getting started. So I'm willing to share any ideas I have with people and converse with them, you know, via email or an email letter. So they can sign up for that. And um, of course, I'm available. I, I'm a, you can, you know, you can order it directly from Amazon if you want okay. to, if they want to. But they can see, follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is Christine Isley number two at the two two number. Okay. Follow me on Instagram at Isley Notes, and my Facebook professional page is Christine Isley Farmer Author. And Isley spelled I-S-L-E-Y. <laughs> Fantastic. And I like how you say you're just getting started. So I'm just getting started. This is new to me. It's wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful chatting with you. Well, it's been wonderful chatting with you as well. And I appreciate you taking the time to um, ask me these questions. And I am very enthusiastic about I'm, what I'm doing, as you can see. <laughs> it shows. And that's great. It's wonderful. Big accomplishment. And I wish you well as well. Thank you so <laughs> I much. wish you as well too. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much.